0: Welcome everybody to the very first episode of Alexis Says. I am your host Alexis McGuess, coming to you from not so sunny Miami, Florida. And today I say that this quarantine sucks. So clearly, you know what's going on right now is terrible. It's a tragedy. We're all being impacted by this in some fashion. And you know, my thoughts go out to those that have been impacted by it very negatively. You know, but we've we've all been affected in some way, whether it's been physically, mentally, emotionally, or even financially. It's honestly been crazy to say the least. What's been going on out there, um, you know, I consider myself to be one of the lucky ones because because of what's been going on, I've just been home, and it's just given me the opportunity to be home with my wife and our newborn son, who is gonna be seven weeks in about two days. And you know, he's great. He's fantastic. You know, he's just the cutest, adorable baby boy you'll ever see. But he's slowly asserting his dominance over the house. He's just taking over. He's just this tiny, adorable domestic terrorist. But it's fine. I I wouldn't have it any other way. And, you know, it's it's just one of the positives that has has come out of all this. You know, and that's what we have to do. We have to find the silver lining. We have to find the good and the bad. You know, and unfortunately, we're just surrounded by bad right now. So we have to do the best that we can to make the best out of a terrible situation. And it's something that you've seen a lot, you know, on the Internet. And you see videos and pictures left and right of people taking up new things, taking on new hobbies. You're seeing people taking a painting, landscaping, they're crocheting, doing yoga, trying things they never tried before. Uh, my dad built a bathroom on the outside of the house. Three of them have a pool. Why is it out there? Who knows? But, you know, people are just trying new things. In my wife's case, she's just doing a whole lot of online shopping. If I see one more Target package... What? <laughs> okay, fine, fine. I'm cool. I'm fine. Yeah, my wife's not gonna like that. But what's marriage if you can't know your partner at least once a day? So anyways, what have I been doing? Basically, just watch a dick ton of TV shows and movies. So that's basically what today is gonna be about. I'm just gonna talk about all the content that I consumed during this lockdown. All the good, all the bad, and basically everything in between. If you agree, or if you disagree, you know, please don't hesitate to contact me. My Instagram is Alexis underscore says underscore. I would love to hear from you, and we can just debate. So, let's get to it. So, first thing I'm going to start off with is something that I'm sure everybody on here has either seen or at least heard about. If you ain't, haven't even heard about it, do you even Netflix, bro? And that's Tiger King. I'm broke as shit. I'm not changing the way I dress. I refuse to wear a suit. I've had some kinky sex. I have tried drugs. So Tiger King, for those that don't know, is this very popular documentary that Netflix released basically at the start of the pandemic. It kind of makes you feel like they were planning on releasing this show a little bit later. But when everything struck, someone on the board of Netflix was like, "Ooh, do it now. Everybody's home. Go for it. And it worked out great. The show had multi-million amounts of people just watching it. I think it was close to 74 million people watched the show in the first week alone. And it's just excellent, great trash TV. right? It's just full of drugs, sex, murder scandal. And that's just all in the first episode. And it's just it's, it's fun. It's a fun show to watch. You just see these people that are part of the show. And it's just crazy to know that people like that actually exist out there. Joe Exotic, for one. So he's the owner of this wildlife zoo out in Oklahoma, and basically the show is just about him eventually getting involved in a murder-for-hire situation. So you know, needless to say, it's just very compelling, and a, a good documentary basically makes you see something different than what's being shown to you directly. You know, you see the overall scandal about Joe Exotic, but at the end, it just tells you big cats should not be pets, right? No one should own a tiger or a lion or anything like that. So, if, honestly, there's two things that show makes you realize. One, no one should own a big cat. No tigers, lions, none of that stuff. Two, never go to Oklahoma. You know, first off, why would you in the first place? Now you really don't want to go because you're going to end up living with, with a meth head cowboy and you're going to lose all your teeth. It's, it's just not worth it. You did not even want to go to Tampa either. Honestly, I'm from Miami. We don't really count the rest of Florida. So, there's a reason why you should avoid going to Tampa in the first place. But overall, great documentary, easy to watch, easy binge. We did it in about a week or so, and highly recommend it. Another thing that we watched that was also you know easy to binge, uh, we actually rewatched a couple shows that we had you know tried to watch in the past, but never really got around to finishing it. And uh, one was that '70s show. So that '70s show came out uh, in the mid 2000s, early 2000s. I was still in high school. And It was a great show. You know, I, I watched it when I was in high school, but back then there was no DVR, no cloud services, no streaming services. So if you missed an episode, you were screwed. That was it. You missed the entire season because you wouldn't know what was going on. So you would have to wait for reruns or maybe you go to Walmart, you spend 45 bucks on the season box, which I never did. So I, I never really finished it. Once it came out on Netflix, my wife and I rewatched it and it was great. Honestly, it was funnier than I remember. Some of the jokes just land better, right, when you rewatch something when you're a little older, right? It's like when you watch a movie when you were a kid, right? You rewatch a movie when you were a kid and then you rewatch it as an adult and so many jokes and references that just went over your head. You catch now, you know, whether because, you know, you've gained the life experience that you need in order to get those nuances or those references to really understand it. And with that 70s show, there were things like that left and right that I never understood when I was that young. And now I'm just like, oh, that's fantastic. Another thing is that you really get A better appreciation for Red and Kitty, the parents on the show. You know, me now as a new father, I see what Eric did to his parents on that show, and I would murder my son if he ever pulled half the stuff this kid pulled out. First of all, his friends are never going to be in my house that much. That's just not happening. But overall, it was good. It just ended terribly. Like, the last two seasons were just not good. It looks like they just ran out of ideas. They were just grinding, you know, just spinning their wheels. Nothing really worked. A lot of it was just because... The actors stayed in high school the entire show, basically, and they were just getting progressively older, and you could see it. You know, towards the end, you want me to believe that a a thirty-two-year-old looking Ashton Kutcher was still a senior in high school? Nah, bro. And then you end it with Jackie like winding up with Fez. It's just weird. Like Jackie ran through guys on that show like I run through zebra cakes, and it just you know. And Fez, in general, his character didn't age at all on the show as far as growth, right? Personal growth. He stayed the same from the beginning to the end. And, if anything, they made him more creepy. If the show was made in modern times, that guy would have gotten Me too um by, like, season two or three. And they just made Jackie end up with him. It's like, why not just let her be single? You know, why does she have to be with someone? So, you know, they, they couldn't put her back with Hyde. They ruined him. They made him marry a stripper. And, I don't know, the whole thing just got weird. And they just burned down the last season. No pun intended on that one. And, you know, it didn't end well. But I, I would still, you know, recommend you watch that if you haven't before. It's a funny show. Um, the one that was consistently good from beginning to end was Parks and Recreation. That show was great. Now, me personally, I'm not a fan of the faux documentary style, right? I don't like it when you know they make it seem like a show in a show, you know. And like I hate the little side interviews that, that they do with the characters, and it's a little annoying. I hate the little quick zoom thing that they do to everybody, right? They'll do the camera pans really quick, and then they zoom in fast on everybody every time and in every scene. It drives me insane. But for this show, it didn't bother me. Don't know why. Quick hot take, I don't like The Office. Don't like it. You know, Everyone hypes it up, says it's a great show. Never liked it. I, I've tried. I've tried watching it. I've watched several episodes. I even watched the one where they played that basketball game in the basement, and everyone just loves Don't like it. Can't stand Dwight. John Krasinski annoys me on there. Even Steve Carell. Love the guy. Don't like him on the show. So, Office is never my thing. Never will it be. You guys gotta live with that. But back to Parks and Rec. That show, the cast, just hooked me from the beginning. Everybody was great. Amy Poehler, Rob Lowe, Adam Scott, Nick Offerman, Aziz Ansari, Chris Pratt. Everybody on that show was just consistently just great. Even the guests on the show were like just funny. Everything was funny. Ron Swanson should be my father. We have like the same level of love for eggs and bacon. Right, to the point where if I go to a restaurant, I feel compelled to order all of their eggs and bacon, but I want the people around me to be able to eat as well. So, you know, I, I try and be humble in that capacity. And then with with Chris Pratt in particular, you know, it's funny to watch the show because, you know, where he is now, he's a huge star, obviously. Right. He's Star Lord. He's done the Jurassic World movies. The guy's everywhere. You know, he just does whatever he wants now. And it was just funny on that show seeing how he started out because he was like, you know, husky dude. He wasn't in shape at all. And then you see around the fourth season, I believe, you start seeing the point where he got cast as Star Lord. And you start seeing you know, that he's wearing baggier clothes, baggier shirts, and bigger pants, that he looks like he's still an unfit dude. But underneath, he's, still, he's ripped to shreds because he's Star Lord now. And the funny thing was with that show, I watched it on my own because my wife didn't want to watch it. You know, she had seen it and she wasn't into it. And I think it was halfway through the second season and she actually got upset at me. I was watching it and she was like, wait, what are you doing? Wait for me. I was like, I didn't even know you were watching this. She's like, no, no, go back. I love Ann Perkins. And it was like, oh, okay, whatever. And it worked out. And Great from beginning to end. The ending was fantastic. You know everything was good. It's a show that honestly, I'm probably gonna rewatch again anyway. It's, it's just that good and that fun. Um, another show that my wife is binging is Gilmore Girls. So yeah. Anyways, so I um started watching Westworld season three, and nope, didn't take, didn't take at all for me. I started Westworld, you know, right from the beginning. I watched it when it first premiered, and the first season was great. It was honestly just great television. The story it was complex, but it they weren't beating you over the head with the complexity of it, right? Like it was kind of like, so it was very time jumpy, right? A lot of different scenes happen at different time points and you didn't really know that until you got later on the season. And a good show, a good story, right, can be complex. It can totally be as complex as it wants to be as long as by the end of the story for that season, they tied everything up, right? Maybe not everything. You can leave one or two things loose for the following seasons, whatever, if you want. But that one season should be as contained as possible so people can feel satisfied with the story, right? If there's way too many loose ends, you know, people are just not going to feel compelled to keep going. It's like, wait, I have to wait until next year to find out this part? You really could have just mentioned that already. So, season one did all that. I thought it was excellent. Season two, I don't know what happened between season one and two. I don't know if the writers just got too big for their britches and just felt like hot shit. And they just felt, you know what, let's just throw the kitchen sink at season two as far as complexity. And the show honestly got out of hand. It was to the point where I actually gave up and went on an article to try and figure out what the hell was going on. You know, one of those where they explain, be like, this is what really happened in episode blah, blah. And it just, it didn't make any, it still didn't make any sense to me. You know, like I read the article fully and I was like, okay, well, I, I know why the character did that, but that doesn't make any sense still. And season two really lost me. I finished the whole thing just to finish it, but they really lost me to the point that when season three started, I was already just confused from season two, and I wasn't even really interested in what was going on with their stories anymore, that getting through episode one was difficult. I honestly didn't even finish episode one. I just got bored, and I was like, forget it. I'll I'll probably pick it up again later, but uh, I don't have much hope for it, to be honest. Besides um, TV shows, I watch movies as well you know I'm a big movie buff. I try and watch as many movies as I can. And a lot of the movies that I watched during the lockdown were movies that I couldn't watch in theaters. Mostly because, you know, my wife was pregnant. And, you know, the more pregnant a woman gets, the more difficult it is to really take them out. Not really any fault on her part. It's the people around, right? People have no awareness for pregnant women, at least you feel that way. And, you know, people would bump into her all the time and you just got to the point where it wasn't worth it, especially in a movie theater. It's dark. People are gonna bump into you, the seats are uncomfortable, so it wasn't worth it. So we re a lot of movies that I wasn't able to watch in theaters, and one of them was Knives Out. So that movie is excellent, like murder mystery, whodunit. Kind of think of like Clue, right, the board game, right, basically brought to life. And great movie, fantastic cast with Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Chris Evans, Don Johnson, Anna DeArmes, Daniel Craig, you know, the list goes on, huge cast. Every actor is talented on that movie. And it was directed by Ryan Johnson, the same guy that actually did The Last Jedi. So, you know, people see that and they're like, ooh, you know, ah, me, not going to get too much into it. I'm of the mindset that The Last Jedi was great. You know, in my opinion, it was the best one of the trilogy, but not going to get into it. But Ryan Johnson is a great director. He's done great movies before, even before The Last Jedi. He did Looper. He directed a few episodes of Breaking Bad, including one of the best ones, Ozymandias. Like, he just did, he does great work. And this movie, you can see it. And so, this movie, has it's a murder mystery. Daniel Craig plays a detective who tries to solve the murder of the patriarch of this big family, uh, who's played by Christopher Plummer. And Daniel Craig has his great, like, sophisticated kind of Cajun accent that he plays flawlessly and he's excellent in every scene he's in. Like he just enthralls you every time he's on screen and it's just a great movie. You try and figure out who the killer is from beginning to end and the way it ends is fantastic. And you know it's it's so good. You know, Daniel Craig was so good in it they're even gonna make a sequel where they're just gonna revolve around his character now trying to solve a new murder. So I'm really really excited for that one. Another movie that we watched was Parasite. So Parasite was the artsy movie choice. Right so I'm I'm a fan of award shows like I like to watch the Oscars I like to watch the Emmys uh, so with Parasite I told my wife hey we need to watch this movie it won best picture you know the Oscar for best picture best director and it's a big deal because it it's not an American made movie it's a South Korean movie so she said yeah sure let's do it because you know she has faith in me when I say a movie's good and so you know we started watching it and then she starts to realize as the movie's playing she's like wait it's in South Korean, and I told her, oh, yeah, there's subtitles. She's like, oh, come on. I'm like, yeah, sorry. We got to read. But hey, honestly, it was an excellent movie. Really, really, really good. You know, it, So basically, the movie's about, it just shows a lot of, it's a, a commentary on class disparity, right, particularly in South Korea. You know, Basically, it's about a lower-income family taking advantage of a higher, very, very wealthy family. Right, because the wealthy family has such a disconnect from the real world that they can't tell that they're being manipulated by this family. So it starts off a, a very different movie than the way it ends. I'm not gonna ruin anything. I'm not gonna say how it happens, but definitely, definitely, I mean, it's compelling to watch. You know, it's really, really good. Now, would I watch it again? No, not really. But is it worth watching? Absolutely. I recommend anybody you know that wants to see it. You should go for it. So other than movies, um, I actually watched another documentary that was just one of the best I've ever seen. And that was The Last Dance. So The Last Dance is centered around Michael Jordan, particularly his last year with the 1998 Chicago Bulls. That was when they won their sixth championship and they finished their second 3P. And basically it follows Jordan that entire last season and they get all this behind the scenes footage. So you see how they are you know, in between games, before games, during games. And it also covers basically his entire basketball career. So you start off from him over at the University of North Carolina, him being drafted. And it also just shows him the difficulty that he went through to get to where he was. Now, me as a kid, right, I grew up in the 90s, right? If you were a kid in the 90s, if you knew anything about the sport of basketball, you were automatically a Jordan fan. It didn't matter if you knew anything else, you were automatically a Jordan fan. You know, I was just a casual fan because you know I was a kid. I didn't really know much about the sport. I just knew that Jordan was the best player there was, and I was, and I liked him. That's all I knew. That and Space Jam came out when I was a kid as well, and that just solidified it even more for me. Like It, it was to the point I was such a casual basketball fan that when I saw Space Jam, I thought that Charles Barkley was just an actor. I didn't think he was a basketball player. So I watched Space Jam, and then I wondered for maybe three or four years after i wonder what happened to him why wasn't he in any more movies what happened to charles barkley and it wasn't until later on i was like oh oh, he's a basketball player that's what a bad one on my part but yeah the the documentary was excellent it shows the difficulty he had to become a champion having to go through detroit how intense the nba was back then you know back then you could elbow a guy in the face break his nose apart and you wouldn't get called for a foul now you can't even look at a guy without getting called for a foul so it was a very different league back then, and seeing what he accomplished on the court is one of the most compelling things you're gonna be able to see on TV. It also made me want a pair of Jordans. I've always been a fan of his shoes you know, from afar. I've never really wanted to personally own a pair of his shoes, mostly because I'm not the kind of guy where if I own a pair of shoes, I'm gonna keep them as clean as possible. I feel shoes are meant to be worn, right? And you know, I'm not gonna come home and clean my pair of shoes every single time I take them out. But watching this documentary, I want a pair of Jordan ones. I really do. But thanks to this, the price has skyrocketed, so I might have to hold off on that for a little bit. But not everything that I watched was good. There were definitely a couple of movies that I watched that were bad. But I watched them on purpose because they were bad. You know, sometimes you want to see things that you hear all the time that they're bad, right? I, I like to read reviews. You know, I like to hear opinions. So you know, if if I read a lot of reviews on a movie saying that it's bad, I tend to avoid it. Right. And, you know, I'll, I'll wait until like it's available on like Netflix or Amazon Prime so I can watch it for free. And one of them was the new Hellboy. So I'm a huge Hellboy fan. Right. I am a big fan of the Guillermo del Toro movies that he did with Ron Perlman. And, you know, I thought those were excellent movies. Right. Just, you know, just a, the right amount of Hellboy in those movies. And I thought they were all excellent. So when they announced that they were going to reboot Hellboy into a rated R movie, I was very excited. You know, I was thinking, oh, man, it's going to get the Deadpool treatment. It's going to get the Logan treatment, right? You're going to get this dark story and really be able to push that story with an R rating. So it made me very excited. And they cast David Harbour, who is Hopper from Stranger Things, as Hellboy. And I was like, right, great. You know, I, I love the actor. I love Hopper on Stranger Things. He should be good on this. Unfortunately, movie wasn't good at all. Not, not one bit. The plot, you know, didn't really make a lick of sense. A lot of things were rushed through. You know, the prosthetics were bad. The CGI was terrible. Um, so many aspects of that movie was just not good. So it was very disappointing. You know, the gore was for gore's sake. And, you know, that's just honestly in, in this day and age is boring. You know, like, you know, back in the age when, when the first hostile movie came out, they were like, oh, look at all this gore. Look at all this gore. But like anything else, like you just get fatigued. So when you see a movie like this where it's just gore for the sake of gore, it, for me, it just turns me off. I'm like, ah, forget it. I'm not interested in this. So, yeah, can't really recommend anybody watch Hellboy. Uh, Another one that I watched was The Predator. So this one I was also very excited for because I'm a big fan of The Predator as well. You know, the the original with Arnold Schwarzenegger is a classic, classic action movie. Like, no one can tell me that's a bad movie. So The Predator I was excited for because it was being directed by Shane Black. So Shane Black um, also directed Iron Man 3. So in my opinion, Iron Man 3 is the best Iron Man movie, right? It's Iron Man 3. Iron Man, Iron Man 2, right? You know, that's fine. We can debate that all you want. But I personally feel that Iron Man 3 was the best one because it's not your typical superhero movie, right? He spends most of the time outside of his armor, right? You know, he has to rely on being Tony Stark and not rely on being Iron Man. And with Shane Black directing, it was also interesting because he was an actor in the first Predator movie. He was one of the platoon mates of Arnold Schwarzenegger's character in the movie, so I'm thinking, oh, great, this guy's a great director. He was in the first Predator, so he already has some insight to the history of the character. He, he has some pedigree already. He understands the universe that he's directing. And it shows, you know, at least in the beginning. right? The movie was great. I would say the first 70% of the movie is good. And then the third act, everything just falls apart. Everything just completely falls apart. Um, a lot of it was the cast was just too big. They, there were just too many people in it. They had Keegan-Michael Key. Thomas Jane, Olivia Munn, and it's just uh, Garrett Hedlund. And, you know, it, it was just a lot of too many characters in there to the point when, when they got to the third act, they basically had to figure out how they were going to kill all these people. And they rushed a lot of it with no, no real payoff. No real payoff. Uh, Sterling Kane Brown was a character on there, and the way that he dies just doesn't make a lick of sense. I was like, okay, that was very, very dumb. So, yeah, the third act was rushed, you know, didn't, didn't end well at all, and, and the way they end the movie, like, just the last scene was meant to set up future sequels, and I hope they don't do it because it wasn't a good ending. Just the way that they ended it was like, ooh, I hope you don't continue with that. So, you know, it's a shame, you know, it, it really started off great, but didn't stick the landing at all, so, you know, I can't recommend The Predator either. Um, But, you know, other than watching new things, I just love to re-watch classics, things that I... Personally, know that I'm gonna love every time I see them. You know, I rewatch a lot of MCU movies, right? I have Disney Plus. so I took advantage. Why not? Uh, my wife and I rewatched Guardians of the Galaxy Part Two, which is just excellent. It's just a great, the great movie. You know, just like the banter between all the characters, is just always a lot of fun. The movie is just always good. And then Captain America: The Winter Soldier, which is for me the best MCU movie. It's just a good movie. It don't have to be a good superhero movie. It's just a good movie. Right? It's the same way with The Dark Knight. Right? The Dark Knight is excellent because it's a great crime movie that just happens to have Batman in it. Right, You don't have to have Batman in there. You could have implanted anybody else into that movie, and it still would have been a great movie. Just because how compelling the story was. Right, Everything was great. Same thing with The Winter Soldier. It's a great Garrowman conspiracy spy movie that just happens to have Captain America in it. You could have put anybody else in there. You could have put Ethan Hunt for Mission Impossible. You could have put James Bond in there. You could have you could have put Jack Ryan in there. doesn't matter. It's just a great movie. you know, it just happens to have Captain America, which helps. you know. I'm a very big Captain America fan. So that movie, love watching it. It's just so, so good. you can never go wrong with it. Um, and then I my wife is great, right? You know, she does no wrong. The only thing she does wrong is that she hasn't seen a lot of the movies that I consider absolute classics, right? And, you know, I'll talk about it with friends and things and she'll just say, oh, I haven't seen that. And I just look at her and I'm like, what? Divorce? She hasn't seen Top Gun to start off, right? Exactly, she hasn't seen Top Gun. You know, that's like the quintessential like 80s action movie, you know? And like, I've tried to get her to watch it and you know, no fault of her own, like stuff always comes up and we, we just don't see it. So it happens, I'm, I'm still working on it. But one that I did get her to watch was Indiana Jones. So we obviously started off with Raiders of the Lost Ark. Why wouldn't you? You know, this is prime Harrison Ford, right? You know, at the, the prime of his acting, you know, he's done Star Wars already. You know, he's already Han Solo. And it's just a great movie, right? It's like fun, great action, great story. You know, it, the punching sound effects alone just make it worth watching, right? I could hear someone getting punched with that sound effect all day. I don't understand why they don't use that sound effect for any movie where anybody gets punched. But, you know, that's just me. So we're watching it, you know, we're a good portion into it already. We're at the scene where Indy is fighting that huge German dude next to the plane. And you know, they're having their fight. And at some point my wife starts laughing. And I look at her and I'm like, What's wrong? What's funny? And she was like, Pabe, this movie's not good. And I just look at her, and I'm like, Oh, oh, Well, that's not good. Oh boy. So I, I just I just looked at her and I, I was, nothing I could do. And I was like, all right, well, you don't like it, you don't like it. I still made her watch the whole thing. And, you know, when it was over, she was like, yeah, I think I'm going to Indiana Jones. So, hey, I tried. I gave it the old college try. At least she sighed. Uh, Another one that we were going to watch was the Lord of the Rings series. So that one was a toughie. But she was actually the one that said that she wanted to see it. It's always been something that, you know, uh, she's dabbled in. You know, she's always mentioned wanting to see it. But, again, stuff comes up, you know, and we just weren't able to see it. This was when she was still pregnant. She was i don't know i think she was maybe two days out from you know going into labor actually and yeah she tells me hey sweetie let's watch lord of the rings so i just look at her i'm like oh my god yes so i go looking around for my blu-ray box set i'm like oh man it's gonna be great like they're all like four hours each with like commentary and like peter Jackson's gonna come and bring us a pizza it's gonna be excellent let's do it and i'm looking for it can't find it no idea where it is to this day i still can't find that box set and i'm honestly devastated the worst thing is the price has tripled since I bought it maybe five years ago. So, yeah, I don't think I'm, I'm getting that again anytime soon. So, unfortunately, couldn't do Lord of the Rings. It wouldn't have worked out anyway because, like I said, she was two days away from labor. So, by the time she would have gone to labor, we probably still wouldn't have finished the first movie. So, you know, we were kind of stuck with that. So, that wraps up episode one of Alexis Says. I want to thank all of you guys for listening in. I have a lot to say you know, about everything that I love. And my wife is sick of being the only one to have to hear it. So she thanks you guys too. Well, till next time, you guys, peace out.